All right, my friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. <laughs> and we are shaking it up over here. So I am Paulette Reestini. I am your tribal hostess. I am your movement motivator and your magic maker, lifestyle coach for creatives and um, a million other things. <laughs> kind of a multi-passionate creature over here. And I love bringing you these beautiful magic makers um, in this series of Heart and Hustle. This is so great. This is my fifth year. And I love it. I love these conversations. I love to know what you get out of these conversations. And love to introduce you to people who are making change and creating change and making magic around the world. So today I get to bring you someone from the East Coast of the United States. Uh, so excited. I'm just meeting her for the first time myself. So Lee Shay McDonough is here with us. Hey, Lee. Hi, Paulette. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad. And I love what you're doing. And um, coach with clarity. So you're mm -hmm. also a coach, but you also coach the coaches, I do. At Coach with Clarity, we provide training and education that is accredited by the International Coaching Federation. And it's designed to help us all improve our skills as coaches and as business owners. Um, because many of us, of course, own our own practices. And the skills that we use as coaches with our clients, actually, some of them can be transferable into the business side as well. So at Coach with Clarity, we're about helping you create a holistic coaching practice where it's it is thriving, it's profitable, and you're doing what you love. Oh, I love all of those things. Profitable is a great word there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great word there, especially as this, uh, I feel like the coaching industry is exploding. And there's a lot of people coming out as coaches. Yes. And, and um, it, sometimes it feels like the, the world is getting inundated. Uh, so helping coaches stand up to what their best, um, their best gifts are, right? Yeah. yeah. I, um, I agree with you that we are seeing an emergence of coaching, uh, which I, for one, am very excited about. No, I, I think, yes, the world needs more talented, um, you know, ethical trained coaches. And I also appreciate the fact that the bar to entry for this profession is fairly low. Um, you know, the truth is anyone can call themselves a coach and start a coaching practice, which means that it's on the consumer, on the client to yeah. ensure that they know what they're getting, that they've done their due diligence about their coach. And above all, I think at the heart of a, of a really powerful coaching experience is the relationship between the coach and the client. So making sure that you feel deeply connected uh -huh. to your coach. Yes. And, and just, and doing the homework um, so that you feel confident about moving forward. That's so good. And that's, you know, I mean, I know it's something that I always look for when I interview people or have consults with people to see if they want to do coaching with me is it has to be a good fit both ways. I know, yes. that, I mean, I want to be able to help that person or I want to know that I have the right skills for that person. And if I don't, I will be the first to say so, right? Mm -hmm. And perhaps, you know, recommend them to someone else or whatever. 
So that's really good because it is such an intimate, intimate, um, beautiful connection when you're coaching with someone. I agree. I think the magic that we co-create in the coaching session, it's hard to put words to it. Uh, and in fact, when people ask me what it's like to be coached and to do that work, I do my best to describe it in words, but honestly, I say to them, you've, you've got to experience it. You, you have to just <laughs> surrender to the process and, and allow yourself to, to be moved in that way because, um, inevitably without fail, it's at every session, we, we can find that magic and we can, we can create something new and beautiful. Oh, so good. It's so true. And it's so, I get so high as the coach, you know, uh, when I'm working with someone in that capacity. And it's such a beautiful connection. Um, and so, you know, for you out there who considered hiring a coach, definitely, you know, search for the one that you connect with. And likewise, the coach wants to be able to connect with you. Um, so how did you get into this, Lee? Yes. So I have been coaching now for about seven years, give or take. And prior to being a coach, I was a psychotherapist and public health professional. So I spent about 15 years doing social work, therapy, and public health work. Um, my husband was in the Air Force at the time, so that was a fairly portable profession. And when he got out of the Air Force in 2015, we moved back to the United States, having lived in Germany for four years where he was assigned. It was a wonderful time. Um, but my children had essentially grown up in Germany. They did not have many memories of living in America. So when we moved back, I knew we were facing a huge transition from military to civilian life, my kids learning how to be in America. And my husband, who is a periodontist by training, purchased a dental practice. And so it was another significant transition. Wow, that's a lot of change. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. That was some summer, let me tell you. Um, and that's why actually I decided to pause my own professional work for a while so that my full-time job could be managing this transition. And after about nine months or so, I started getting that itch to return to some sort of professional work. Mm -hmm. And yet I knew on a gut level that mental health was no longer the arena mm -hmm. I was called to work in, which to be quite honest with you was a, a really jarring experience because I had spent ever since I was 14, even yet, yeah, maybe even earlier, but thinking I want to be a therapist. I'm going to be a therapist. I'm working towards being a therapist. Oh, now I'm a therapist. And so <laughs> it had become <laughs> such a part of my identity for so long that for me to do something else it it left me feeling a little adrift. Um, it wasn't until my husband's experience and, and me working alongside him in his business and seeing how challenging that was and how much I wished that we'd had someone who could have supported us almost like a therapist for your business. Yeah. That's when I initially learned about coaching and realized, oh, there are people out there who do that kind of work. And huh, Maybe I could do that kind of work too. So I really have my husband to thank for bringing me into the coaching profession. Sweet, sweet. I love what you said about that had been your identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. Especially, I mean, I work with so many women who are in mid-career change, right? So they have an identity that they're not attuned to anymore. They're not in alignment with. 
Yes. And I find, I mean, I, I did it myself. I see it in my clients. I'm sure you do too. We tend to over-identify with the roles that we play as who we are, which makes sense. I mean, in our society, we're very much defined by what we do or what we produce for better or for worse. You know, we go to a cocktail party and one of the first questions someone will ask us is what do you do for a living? Right? (laughs) Exactly. So it's totally understandable that we would fall into that trap of defining ourselves by what we do. When in truth, we are so much more than the roles we play and what we produce. And it was that realization through the process of saying, well, if I'm not a therapist, not just what am I, who am I? It forced me to really return to my roots and define myself outside of the scope of what I do and really get in touch with who I am in a broader sense. You know what I love to do when I go to a party or in that kind of conversation, I'm not very good at small chit chat. And I look at someone and say, what's your superpower? And they're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I want to know a little bit more. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. That's that is real one. good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not very good at chit chat, uh, except in this kind of conversation, but we're like going right in. We are. And these are the kinds of conversations I love to have too. Like, let's get deep. Let's do it. <laughs> so one of the things, so, okay. So this podcast is called heart and hustle, right? So what, what was hard? What's been hard in your transition? Yes. So when I decided to go into coaching, um, I started my business, I enrolled in a training program, um, But again, because I was coming into it from this perspective of who am I if I'm not a therapist, I had this underlying fear that I was going to give it all up, quote, turn my back on my profession for something that wouldn't work. And so I entered into it thinking to myself, I have to make this work or else. Uh, If I'm going to sacrifice my career, my identity, then I have to make this work. And so for the first 18 months in my business, I made all sorts of decisions that were fueled very much by that got to make it work energy versus exactly versus tapping into who, who I am and and what makes me special as a coach. Mm -hmm. So for those first 18 months, um, I had some clients, I was doing okay, but I just felt out of place in my own business. I felt like a ghost in my own business. And it wasn't until I stopped and realized you've just created another job for yourself. You know, you're, you're not even really enjoying this. Um, Something's got to give. And so that started kind of the next phase of my business, moving past the fear-based and into, you know, what do you really want to create for yourself through your coaching? Beautiful. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, We tend to want to force things instead of Mm -hmm. tapping into our creative feminine, our intuitive guidance system, right? Or GPS. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and come into alignment with what we really are truly desiring. So, so how did you shift? Yes. You know, it's funny um, when you move and because we were in the military, we moved a fair amount. 
you know, we get the first 80% of the boxes unpacked in like two weeks. And then the last 20 <laughs> take years, <laughs> take years. I know that one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I was literally unpacking, um, some boxes and it was my, the military labeled it as professional gear. So it was all of like my textbooks and books that because I hadn't been working, um, they just stayed in the box. And then I didn't open it until about a year into my coaching practice. And I started putting all these books on the shelf and, it was like, oh my gosh, I have all these tools available to me that I used as a therapist, but that I also used for my own personal development. I have what I need right here to get back in tune with who I am. Mm -hmm. So when I was practicing as a therapist, my uh, approach was something called acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT for short. And ACT is a wonderful tool to use uh, therapeutically, but it's core principle and commitment. Yes. Acceptance and commitment therapy, or now we also call it acceptance and commitment training. There's also acceptance and commitment coaching because the principles of act are universally applicable. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've kind of created my own spin on it because as much as I love act as many psychotherapeutic techniques tend to be, there's a lot of jargon, lots of big words. And so I was like, let's make this more approachable. So for me, the core pillars of act are all about meaning mindset and mindfulness. And that first M meaning is about getting back in touch with who you are. What makes you, you, what are your core values? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you want to stand for? And so I revisited my act work and I put myself through the paces and I did all of that identity foundational work to kind of find myself again in my business. And I made the decision actually to redo my logo myself. I had previously hired someone to create a logo for me. It was beautiful. They did great work and it didn't look like me at all because I wasn't showing up in my business. They were going off of what I told them. So you know, <laughs> problem was not with them. The problem was with me. And so I decided, no, I'm going to reclaim my brand identity. I'm going to reclaim that visual piece. And in making my own brand, that got me back into me. And so I think that speaks to like the creative aspect of it and how creativity can be like our ultimate tool in reconnecting to our spirit. Mm. Delicious. Just delicious. <laughs> all right. So through all these transitions and this very deep work that you did for yourself with the move and, but also in the business and how you created, recreated, rewrote your story, which I love. What, um, what do you do for your own personal practice? Cause I love talking about self-care. Yes. And I think the beauty about being a coach is we have all of these tools at our disposal that we can use with our clients, but we can do self-coaching as mm -hmm. well. So I have found that I am at my best when I have a regular practice that embodies my physical, my mental, my emotional, and my spiritual health. Mm -hmm. So that might look different given the day. Maybe it looks like a long walk or a yoga practice. It definitely includes meditation, uh, connecting with my spirit, uh, giving opportunity for my intuition to give voice to my decisions. And then when I hit stumbling blocks, because I do, we're humans, we're going to have those challenges. 
then I'm able to pull on some of the other tools at my disposal, especially those around mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, I approach mindset as the way we relate to our internal experiences. So the thoughts and emotions and memories and sensations, all of the things in our internal landscape, how we relate to those, that's mindset work. And so if I notice that I'm having a day where I'm having some challenging emotions or having some thoughts that aren't serving me, then I put myself through the same practices that I ask of my clients and, you know, examine the thoughts. Uh, I do a lot of work around separating the thought from the identity so Uh that we don't have to fuse with our thoughts. We can hold a thought without it becoming us. Um, And same with emotions too. Sometimes emotions can feel so powerful that the easiest thing to do would be to avoid them or push them away. But (laughs) instead, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, But when really the challenge is to create space for them and understand that even though they do feel big and sometimes overwhelming, they are transient, they're temporary, they will come and go. And again, we're more than our emotions. We're more than our thoughts. And so we really reconnect with, with our values and our intuition. And for me, that, that helps me get through the challenging times. So, okay. So every day, well, you said it's a little bit different. You have meditation, of mm-hmm. course, which is really good movement always, of course. And I'm, you know, you, you were talking about the three M's and mine is movement, momentum, and magic. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Because movement creates momentum, creates your magic. You're living, we desire to live with everyday magic, you know, and to live in awe and curiosity and fulfillment, right? Enjoy all the things. Um, Those are a a lot of my my values and how I work. what else do you do for yourself? Well, I will say, yes. Um, I have discovered about myself that I do best. My peak time is like 10 AM to 3 PM. That is really when I'm at my best. Mm -hmm. So I, and I realize that this is a luxury, even a privilege, but I have structured my day so that for the most part, um, I'm not doing any client work or, or um, deep work until 10 a.m. So the first couple hours of the morning are my time to write, to journal, to meditate, to be physical, um, you know, just to kind of ground into my day. So then at 10 a.m., I'm able to show up and serve my clients or my students or my members uh, to, to be on podcasts and sound halfway <laughs> coherent, <laughs> hopefully. Like right here. Uh, yes. <laughs> So I've really designed my day so that the first few hours are very much about self-care before I move into serving others. So I've got to fill my picture first. I love that. I love that so much because everybody has a different energy level, different Mm -hmm. time. And see, now I am like on fire at 5 a.m. I'm a little jealous. I wish I were the kind of person who was on fire at 5 a.m. I am the opposite. I mean, I have a lot of global global people. So sometimes that's when I actually have to connect with them. But but it's really that 5 a.m. is definitely me time. And I'm very similar, you know, meditation, journaling all the time, setting myself up for success for the day. And sometimes I do step into work really early and sometimes I wait until nine or 10, right? But I definitely have more of a creative time. And I have a time when I'm like, oh God, let me just pay bills or something, you know, something where I don't have to think too hard. 
Yeah. And, and I also work with my clients on this. This is some people are on fire at midnight, right? Yes. So knowing when your creative zone is and when your downtime is and when you want quiet time or when you have, like I said, like just that kind of, I'm just going to do something really simple right now. Something I don't have to think too much about, but I have to get it done. Um, I love, I love finding your time. I think it really speaks to honoring our own energetic cycles and understanding that our Western society, for whatever reason, has decided that like eight to five, those are your work hours, 40 hours a week. But when you think about it, like those are pretty arbitrary guidelines and they go against what many of us naturally feel are our peak hours of of, uh, productivity. So that's one of the reasons why I love coaching and why I love owning my own businesses, I can set the rules for me. Um, but it did take some, in fact, I, I still find sometimes I fall into the trap of ugh, it's eight 30 and I haven't even opened my laptop yet. What's wrong with me. And I have to like <laughs> untrain myself yes. from, from that <laughs> and remember that like, I'm way more productive between 10 and three. Like I can get eight hours of work done in a five hour period, um, because I'm working with my energy and with my mm-hmm. natural cycles. Mm-hmm. It's that's good because we do, we do fall into that trap. I think it's easy to fall into the eight to five or I need to be doing something now. It's like, yeah, well, why don't you take a nap? <laughs> or why Can you- we talk about, yeah, like the importance of rest yeah. and how much our bodies need rest so that we can then turn around and, and do our work and do what we love. Yes. There's nothing wrong with, with rest. Yeah. I love it. I love, I love, I love afternoon naps laying in the sun with my book, even if it's a half an hour, it's a reset. Yes. You know, because that's when my clock says you're done, mm-hmm. you know, and if you got like tonight, I have to go teach a dance class, which I love. So I've got to go down before I can go back up again. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So anyway, it's just good. That's so good. Um, what was I, I was going to ask you one more question. Let me look at my notes here. You talked about the three M's, which I love. And that was one of my big questions for you. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I think we covered everything. Um, so good. I And I love these short interviews. You know, we could sit here and talk for three hours, but we got to the meat of this. So yeah. what would you, what would you say... kind of advice would you give someone, uh, someone who wants to make a transition, not even sure what that transition is. (laughs) Yes. So I think if you have that soul calling that you're supposed to move on to something new, if there's any sort of fear or tension or anxiety that emerges around that, first off, that's normal. There's nothing wrong with you. That's kind of how we're designed. Our our mind, I like to think of it as an overactive safety monitor. It's going to do whatever it needs to do to keep us safe. And so sometimes when we think about doing something different, breaking outside the mold, putting ourselves out there, being visible, the mind is like, whoa, whoa, uh uh-uh, that's not safe. All sorts of things could happen. Come on back in, come on back inside. And so it, it pummels us with all sorts of 
doubt and confusion and imposter syndrome and all of that. And it really thinks it's doing its job. Like this is my compassionate stance towards the mind. It's not trying to make us miserable. It's trying to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So when we understand that that's where the fear comes from, then all of a sudden we can be much more compassionate towards ourselves, and we can regain that sense of choice. We can decide, is this a time where being safe would serve me? Or is this a time where I do need to step outside my comfort zone and try something new? Uh Because sometimes the answer will be, nope, there's a lot going on right now. Stay safe. Not now. But a lot of times, maybe most of the time, it's going to be, no, it's time. Be bold. Put yourself out there. So I think that's the first thing I would suggest is be really compassionate and gentle with yourself. If if self-doubt or or fear creeps up, that is the human condition. And there are ways that we can recognize it for what it is and make choices that are in greater alignment with our values and our purpose and who we want to be Mm. and the work we want to do in the world. That was beautifully said. Did you all hear that? (laughs) That was great. That was great. Um, So well done. So uh, really quickly now, did you have a book? Yes. Um, so I, <laughs> I probably have a copy over in the corner. Um, it's called act on your business, braving the storms of entrepreneurship and creating success through meaning mindset and mindfulness. So there's three M's. Three again. M's. <laughs> yes. Um, and you can get a free chapter of my book. In fact, it's the overview of the three M's, uh, by going to coachwithclarity.com slash act, you can get your free chapter. And I hope that you find the breakdown of the three M's, the what, the why, and the how to be really helpful in your own process. Sweet. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And I will actually put that all in my blog to all her contact information. Oh gosh. Wow. I just love this. This is so good. Um, thank you. Oh, thank you. This has been a wonderful conversation. I'm really grateful. Oh, so good. I so good. I'm so glad, um, to have you on the show and to be able to introduce you to all the heart and hustle land people and, um, and to meet you. (laughs) It's good. This has been such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate that. Everybody, again, I thank you for your time. I thank you for joining us on all these journeys and sharing part of your journey with me as I share lots of my journey with you. (laughs) Lots of my journey. And please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Uh, Leave a review or, you know, private message me or Lee. And um, if you have questions or comments or concerns, uh, both of us are here for you. And um, until we meet again, thank you for being here. Many blessings.